Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. There's so many musical artists where I understand like the traje- the trajectory of their uh, arc, their career, their rise, and their fall. But the Saint Lunatics, like those guys, like Murphy Lee, I don't get it. They were so good, but also like so palatable. They're like so non-controversial. They're just cool and fun and. You know, Midwestern from St. Louis. Uh, I wish those guys were... I mean, I know they're kind of still making music and stuff, but uh, I think the last time Nelly was around Missoula, he was like at the county fair or something. It wasn't It wasn't like he was headlining the Adams Center like he was when I was in high school. But uh feel what nostalgia today, playing some high school beats. What's up, everybody? Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. Find them here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount. And you can also check them out online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Our conversation about the best and worst case scenarios for the Montana and Montana State football teams continued through our number one, as did a discussion about the new number 37, Marcus Wellnell the uh, Helena Capital product, given the legacy jersey by Jace Lewis earlier today. At least the announcement was made earlier today. So congratulations to Marcus. You find everything uh, in our Big Sky Conference football discussion on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by the M Store, the Advocates, Sportsbet Montana, and the Montana State Bookstore. How about some ESPN Roundtable Big Sky Conference style? I, was getting, I, I teased the end of the last hour by saying what is the uh, one of the things that people are uh, underrating about Brent Vegan, the style he's brought to Montana State, or rather not brought, and that, that's what I'm going to get at here in a minute, uh, and the rest of the coaching staff as well. And here, here's one of the things that's been consistently surprising and pleasantly surprising to me about Montana State under the direction of Coach Vegan is that Vegan 
is objectively different in personality than Jeff Choate and objectively different in personality than Bobby Houck. Vegan is uh, steady. He's calm. He is, uh, seems like he's calculated and collected, collected, excuse me. Uh, He's very confident. Walk softly and carry a big stick type attitude. But here's the part that people missed last year. And if Montesta can replicate this, it's going to be to their enormous advantage. Between the white lines, Montesta flat punch you in the face. They were super physical. And that's why the Grizz won that game is they out physical the Bobcats, who have been one of the most physical teams in the league the last couple of years. That's what Jeff Choate wanted them to be. That's what he was brought in to do. But don't let Brent Vegan's soft tones fool you. Brent Vegan's teams were really physical last year, especially in the run game. Now, my question mark, though, is can they replicate it without Lewis Kidd and Terry Tuiasasopo blasting holes up front? Without, you know, if Afonso isn't at full strength at tailback. Without Chase Benson and Daniel Hardy and Amandre Williams and uh, Troy Anderson defensively. But they still have some bangers left, especially on defense. Callahan O'Reilly is going to be one of the most uh, productive and hard-hitting linebackers in the league. With that inside linebacker spot, Ty Okada bangs with the best of them as well. So um, I guess what I'm saying is don't let the coach's personality reflect on what you think of Montana State style. Brent Vegan's a quarterback guy. He's a Josh Allen mentor, all that stuff. We know it's, we've heard it a million times. Last year, the Bobcats looked like barroom brawlers like they did under Jeff Choate. So can they continue that? If they can, huge advantage uh, for MSU. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls, breakfast, lunch, dinner, early and late happy hours, plus a full casino and a sports bet Montana kiosk. Go check them out on the south side of town. 3621 Brook Street uh, in Missoula. Uh, Andrew, how are we doing back there? Uh, you tell me from a producer, what what do you want us to do here? Because I know we had uh, a couple pieces of sound. I know you're working on the edit. What, what should we What should we do? Should we roll with the Grizz first, the Cats first? What should we do? Let's do Brent Vegan first. Okay, we just got done talking about the Cats. So here is Montana State head coach Brent Vegan from the Big Sky kickoff. Bobby Houck, the head coach of the preseason favorite, Montana Grizzlies, upcoming. But here's Coach Vegan. Uh, from Monday, uh, early in the morning, on uh, Monday morning, there in Spokane, Washington. Big Sky kickoff rolls on. Nuanas Now ESPN Radio coming to you live from Spokane, Washington, here now with Montana State head coach Brent Vegan. And, Coach, I want to start with uh, the state of college football. I know that there's not a lot of answers at this level. You're kind of sitting and waiting. Do you worry about any of this stuff as a head coach of a Division I program, or do you kind of just wait to see how the dominoes fall? Because it seems like the Big Sky Conference, the FCS, not really a lot of control compared to what's happening with the SEC and the Big Ten and everywhere else in, in Division One college football. Well, you said it, there's not really any control. So I think as a college football coach, you, uh, you try to – control the things you can control and, and that is uh this is far removed from us um i think you recognize that the the, the trickle down uh there there is a, there is a cause and effect though you know and we're probably a move or two away from really defining what the upper echelon is going to look like whether that's number of leagues number of schools and you know where, where we sit uh you know in the big sky at the top of the fcs and, and having coached in the mountain west um you know the lines are pretty gray, and you know you wonder are, are those uh, those two worlds going to collide at some point? Um, and I think as a as a program, as a as an institution, you just want to be positioned to be on the right side of 
whatever that move is. And I know that won't have a, have anything to do with the 22 Bobcats. It might have something to do with the, our teams down the road. So focus on the things that we can handle. Um, certainly keep an eye on it uh, and just keep trying to move our program forward as best we can. There's so many prongs to it. A primary prong is television and the money that comes with it. A primary prong is revenue production. But then there seems to be a prong that has to do with regionality. And that's why I find it fascinating out west. Because there's only three real major football playing conferences out west. And so beyond the alliance of how much money you make, I feel like there's also this other future where the alliance is going to be Who's your neighbors, right? You know, and so it is going to be kind of interesting to think about. But you have good perspective, having been at two schools that are sort of in this geographic landscape. Yeah, you know, when you're talking the highest level, they can, they can, I suppose, crisscross. You know, US, USC, UCLA going to the Big right. Ten, and I mean, a hundred billion dollars in revenue last year for USC that helps pay uh, you know the trip to Rutgers, I guess. I mean, that is now a coast to coast conference. <laughs> but when you when you start moving down the regionality. Um, aspect has to come into play and and I know institutions have to align and when I look at a lot of the institutions that uh, compete in the Mountain West and and our institution I I do think we're very much in line in the geographics of it I think the passion that that our fan base has for our program I do think there's a lot of things that uh, will be interesting down the road to see how that all comes together Um, you know we recruit the same footprint all that stuff so it's yeah, I mean, that's all stuff down the road, but I, 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 do, I just want Montana State to be positioned as best we can for whenever that, that chasm happens, I guess. Brett Vegan here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Uh, Montana State head football coach coming to you from the Big Sky Kickoff, Spokane, Washington. Uh, the polls are out, the preseason polls. I know all coaches say the same thing, you know, don't put much stock in the polls, but what's it like being at this event for you now going into year two and, and sort of knowing the league, knowing the expectation you have? Bobcats picked third in the coaches' poll, but five first-place votes from the coaches, so sort of a nod from your peers. Second in the media poll, 13 first-place votes there. So what do you sort of think of, of coming into year two and just maybe how more, much more familiar you are with this conference? Yeah, quite a bit different. You know, last year at this event, um, I had some familiarity over games here and there that we had played, uh, both at Wyoming and NDSU, but uh, really not the, the week-in, week-out familiarity. Um, and, and teams hadn't played for you know a, sure. a real season for a little while. And they played the, sh- the short season the previous spring, and we hadn't. Uh, so yeah, the, the familiarity with the league and, and understanding the the depth of our league. Um, you know, I have a much greater appreciation for that. You know, I, I think that uh, either one, the coaches, the media poll. I mean, those are really really tough decisions you know um, there's a lot of variables that go one year to the next and I think there's a lot of teams that are capable of, of being at the top and I think that's what the closeness of the votes I, I would, would suggest um, and it's a new season I know there was a lot of good players that departed from this league last year um, I know we had we had some really good players that we lost but there's a lot of players on the rise so you know I think it's it's a league where you better be ready to go each week um, and you know, uh, you got to have a team that's improving, and that's that's what I think we felt like we were able to do for the most part last year, and we got to find a way to do that again this year. There's two first-year head coaches in this league now. What's the biggest challenge of being a first-year head coach in the Big Sky Conference? Well, I, I think it's just you're, you're unfamiliar with um, the week-to-week the sure. differences in one team to the next. Right. Uh, I think that, that just in, in, until you get a feel for that, um, you know, it's it's some of it's schemes, the changes in schemes from week to week. It's, it's certainly the talent from week to week. It's the environments you're playing sure. from week to week. So, 
you know, having a, having a sense. I know we'll go on the road and play in a few spots that, that I haven't had the, the good fortune of uh, being in. I will go back to uh, we'll go back to Eastern. We'll have some teams come to us that we obviously hadn't had in a couple years. So, you know, I, I think it's uh, the, the depth of this league, though, the quality of this league has continued to improve in my estimation. And, um, you know, those those new coaches will figure that out in a hurry. And there's now three, including yourself, second-year coaches. And it's an interesting dichotomy and narrative there, too, right? Because there's a rebuild going on in Northern Colorado, a rebuild going on at Cal Poly, whereas Montana State, in your first year, went to the national championship game. So for you, for this program, what is sort of the, the key points for growth in year two? Well, we want to uh, we want to be competitive both at the Big Sky level and at the national level. Um, and I think for us, the the one thing we had to do right from the start back in January is we had to we had to push the reset. You know, we were 10 days removed from the, the disappointing um, game down in Frisco, and we had to become the 22 Bobcats that day and and refocus and un- and understand that. Our success last year was great. There was a lot to be proud of, but it wasn't going to dictate by any means our success in 22. So I think our guys have continually went about their business, whether it was the winter, the spring, and now the summer, with that mindset. Um, new players emerging, uh, new transfers and, and freshmen coming in that will have to play roles, and then our our key guys that were are back off last year's team. They need to take their games to another level. Um, I think the target will be a little bit different on us this this year, and that's okay. I mean, that's that's a product of success. And you know, I think at the FCS level, um, there's no question that uh, you know putting yourself in position to be in those playoffs is, is what we're all after. And you get in there, you get in the tournament, you got a shot, and that's that's the that's the first step is to you know put it, give ourselves a shot. Brett Vegan here on Nuanas Now, Montana State head football coach, coming to you from the Big Sky kickoff. Uh, speaking of guys that people that are uh, close to the program that are watching the Bobcats know a little bit about, but maybe is coming of uh, getting some name recognition around the league, Brody Greeby lands on the uh, the all-Big Sky team. So uh, what do you think of just Brody Greeby and uh, the production he was able to provide last year? And that's an interesting dynamic for a guy that wasn't really a full-time starter last year, but seems like there is a little bit of uh, of knowledge about him around the league. Uh, cool for him to land on the, the all-Big Sky team. Yeah, excited for Brody. Um, he flashed last year, and I think that's that he plays a position defensive end that you can flash, you can get out there on third down, and, and you can get on everybody's radar pretty quick if you're you're a problem in passing situations and I think that was uh, what Brody was able to do last year I think you know I, I think the other coaches and in, in media alike would probably look at the production that Daniel Hardy and Amandre had and and, and see that uh, okay there's an opportunity for Brody Greeby to step into to a bigger role and you know we hope that he has that kind of production and, and he's worked uh, like crazy um, going going back to that first phase in January, February, March. Um, it was clear that that Brody saw it too. You know, he he wants wants to do more than just flash. He wants to be an every down guy. And you know, coming out of uh, Melstone, playing at Roundup, playing low level football, it was a work in progress for him. I know he went away and was still trying to sort out uh, basketball, football that uh, that first year out of high school out, out east and. Um, He's really coming to his own, though. And, and, you know, beyond the ability, though, he has got the mindset right now. And, you know, whether at the end of the year uh, when the dust settles, he's all big sky or or not, I think he'll be in the conversation. And that's what uh, I think the preseason recognition would suggest.
and Tommy Malott getting uh, on the list as well. Uh, also a tip of the cap, despite uh, just a small body of work as the starter. I know he played in a lot of games, showed flashes in the big sky against some of these guys too. Uh, but what do you think of his mentality to handle this? It seems like he is built. It seems like the pressure and the accolades are not going to get in the way of, of what he wants to accomplish. Yeah, yeah. Tommy's uh, he's motivated um, internally different than most. Um, and I, I don't think he lets the outside noise uh, confuse that at all. You know, uh, I don't think he still looks back and realizes what the big deal was with his performance <laughs> in December. I, I think that's honest. I, and, it, and it was it was clear to me in, in January that, um, you know, he, he knew exactly what he needed to do in, in the offseason to uh, take his game to another level. Um, he needed to have a spring ball where he he continued to improve um, his comfortability in a pocket and, and me you know just passing and understanding what we're trying to do um, but it's apparent that you know um, he beyond flashed in, in the month of December last year and the plays he was able to make I think through the course of the season made an impression on on the big sky you know he was uh, he was a factor during the big sky season and he was out there also playing receiver covering kicks um all of that so I, I think that's a tip of the hat to just what he was during the regular season but then you know i know our coaches in, in the media alike recognized you know the impact he had in, in taking us to the national championship game and um i, I was a little surprised i could quickly thought i mean who are the other quarterbacks in this league you know that that he was chose over but i, I think tommy's one that uh he, he's High expectations are what he's all about, and he's going to work his tail off to, to live up to them. Last thing for you, then, uh, high expectations at Montana State, as there always is. What are the key factors uh, between now and, and the opener to, to get ready to sort of get this thing rolling to try to fulfill those expectations? Well, it's it's taken a, a really good summer. I, I think as we, we sit here today, we're a, we're a better team than we were in April when we finished spring ball. Um, guys have worked real hard. We've added, we've added some pieces uh, in the skill positions in particular on offense. Um, so now it's to see that kind of come together in the month of August. Um, you know, running back, receiver, uh, our positions where we're adding some new faces. I, I think faces that will will have an impact on our success this fall, but that has yet to prove itself out. Uh, you know, having our, our offense and defensive lines continue to sort out. Uh, we lost some really good players on both sides of the ball there, and that's, you know, that's, how, that's where it starts for us. Um, you know, so anxious to see all that come together, a lot of competition, a lot of reps, a lot of hard work, so that uh, when we go on the field against McNeese State at Gold Rush, uh, we got a team that's ready to go. ESPN Roundtable. Big Sky Conference kickoff style. Montana State head football coach Brent Vegan here on Nuanas Now. Bobby Houck coming up here in uh, just a quick minute. Andrew, I got to ask you, because you got the scarves on the wall. And by, and by the way, fun stuff happening here. I know we got a lot of soccer fans out there. Whenever we do a call to action and ask you what you want more conversations and, and commentary about, the two answers that have been most – actually, I guess there's four things that are commonly said in no particular order. Hockey, soccer, baseball, and football, specifically fantasy baseball and fantasy football. So we're going to continue to try to, you know, live up to what you want. But we hear you loud and clear with hockey. Grizz hockey season tickets are on sale. 
the illustrious return of uh, after a successful, successful debut season uh, coming up in September. And now we got some momentum behind Andrew's great podcast, Soccer in Snow and Smoke. He's been doing it over the last year or so uh, here at Missoula Broadcast. By the way, is today your one-year anniversary? It's got to be getting close, right? I, you came like right around late July last year. Where are we at? I don't know the precise date. I I don't keep track I, of things like that. I remember last year the member guest tournament that I just got done playing in this last week was when you'd right moved here. Because I remember you moved here, and I was like, hey, man, welcome. And you're like living with me. And then I was gone for like the first four days. Like, hey, welcome to town. Here we go. I think technically the first day was the first day of whatever the Big Sky kickoff was sure. last year. Oh, okay. Well, happy uh, one-year-ish uh, anniversary. Thank you. Uh, here at Missoula Broadcasting. But Andrew's been doing since early on here uh, at ESPN. Great soccer podcast. They talk They talk uh, international soccer, professionally, World Cup soccer, but also local and statewide soccer, too. High school storylines. He had state championship coaches on this last year. And we also cover college soccer on the women's level at the University of Montana quite heavily as well. Soccer and Snow and Smoke will continue this fall. Uh, we are very proud to bring this to you, courtesy of Zootown Sports Cards. And then today had another great meeting. As we've done throughout the past, we play a 15-minute excerpt of that soccer podcast here on the radio, Footy 15, and very happy and proud to say Flanagan Motors will be our awesome sponsor of uh, that, the Footy 15, uh, a couple times a month here on uh, Nuanas Now. But I'm I'm guessing, I'm, I'm putting things together. We had the mics on. You had the, the question about the mics earlier. I got the soccer scarves behind me. So what do you got cooking? Yeah, recorded the uh, the first episode of this sort of next season of Soccer and Snow and Smoke earlier this morning. Had a couple great guys in the studio. Chris Chitovitsky. Sweet. Uh, who's well, the man and then a frequent guest frequent guest on Soccer and Snow and Smoke, head coach over at the University of Montana, uh, as well as Charlie Vandom of the Mo- Soccer Alliance Missoula talking about uh, a great event coming up in August. Soccer day uh, sounds like it'll be fun. Got a little summer update from Chris Chitovitsky about what the team's looking like heading into the fall. But it was great to have both those guys in the studio. And yeah, if you're curious, hopefully soccer and snow and smoke releasing uh, later this week, and we'll have an excerpt right here on Nuanez now with the Footy Fifteen, uh, probably next week. Can't wait for it. Going to be very fun, and uh, I have learned uh, a tremendous amount. You know, it's like I always say, I have no aversion to any athletic competition. I actually have no aversion really to learning about any realm of humanity or just life on this planet in any, in any form. It's it's all interesting to me. You just only have the certain amount of time and brain space to actually consciously dedicate to things. But when you can learn about something without having to uh, pursue it, it's very fun. And so now living with Andrew and uh, his affinity for the beautiful game, it's been very fun to just, you know, watch it whenever he's got a soccer match on. I always got a bunch of questions about it. And uh, it's been fun listening to this podcast, too, and just, just getting to learn more about the nuances of the game, as they say. So check it out. Soccer in Snow and Smoke, available on all your podcast hosting platforms. And we'll have excerpts of that podcast every time we have a new episode as part of the Footy 15. Uh, a couple times a month here on Nuanas Now. It's presented by Flanagan Motors. More on the ESPN Roundtable Grizz style. Bobby Houck. Next, Montana's head football coach continues the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. Keep it right here on ESPN Radio. Back after this.
Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Banger. Love it. Nuwana's Now. A little freeway for you on ESPN Radio. Thanks for kicking it with us here on your Wednesday. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. Maybe you're tuning in on the ESPN Montana app. If you don't have the app, go get that thing in your life. Great way to stream this show live and or archived. And a great way to follow along Grizz Hockey, Grizz Lacrosse, and a bunch of other fun stuff coming up for you. News of the day here in the state of Montana, a new number 37 for the Montana Grizzlies, Marcus Wellnell. Helena Capital Products, senior linebacker for the Grizz. Receives the legacy jersey from Jace Lewis. Very cool. Marcus has uh, been on the show this summer. We work hand-in-hand with him uh, in his collaboration with Dazzler's Car Wash, which is right across the street from us here. Uh, His old man owns the joint over there, so he's been cutting some ads and helping promote some of the cool deals they got going on over there. So we've gotten to spend a lot of time with him lately and uh, very deserving, very uh, proud of him for for earning the right to wear Montana's uh, legacy jersey. Speaking of the Grizzlies, they are the consensus pick to win the Big Sky Conference. Seems like that's the way Bobby Houck wants it to be. Caught up with Montana's head man at the Big Sky kickoff. This is a continuation of our ESPN roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls has 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, breakfast, lunch, dinner, plus a full-service casino and a full bar. Go check out Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula, Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hot spot. Chris, head coach, Bobby Houck. Here at the Big Sky Kickoff, Montana head coach, Bobby Houck. The Grizzlies, the preseason picks by both the coaches and the media uh, in the preseason poll. But before we get to that, Coach, I want to ask you just about the uh, the state of affairs in college football. It's been an unbelievably crazy last couple of years, whether you're talking about the pandemic or a one-time transfer rule or NIL or now all this conference realignment stuff. From your perspective, though, how do you go about managing it as the head coach? Because it seems like so much of the stuff is beyond your mind or anybody's control. Yeah, it's been wild. Nobody knows where it's going. Um, I think anybody that professes to know that's uh, being ridiculous because <laughs> there's no way to steer it and there's really no way to predict. But... Um, you know, it's easy this time of year because we, we have a game coming up. So we get to get into training camp, <coughs> excuse me, get to work, 
and uh, so it's the season. So we're, we're solely focused on whoever's up that week, and uh, we'll worry about all that other stuff as we uh, move out of the season. From a recruiting standpoint, has it impacted what, what you guys do? Because there is just so many different roads that you can you can go down this day and age. Yeah, recruiting's kind of always been that way. There's right, different right. different trigger pieces to whatever is going to encourage a kid to make a decision and come your way or, or go elsewhere. But, um, you know, it's just a different dynamic. And, you know, like, like football players and coaches have always done, we'll adapt to the current circumstance and find a way to get the job done. One thing that I've always uh, appreciated and enjoyed following about your teams and, and your program is, uh, you know, just the emphasis on, on – the, the total body of work within each individual, right? The development of young men, it's not necessarily about, you know, creating first-round draft picks as much as it is about guys that are going to go be successful. And, you know, you look at a lot of the guys that I went to school with at Montana, and they're all doing so great. It was such a, a funny, you know, like you always tease me about being old now since I've been around you for a, a decent amount of time. But it was funny, you know, inducting a guy like Shan Schillinger into the Hall of Fame. I'm sitting here thinking, man, Shan's my age. We're not that old, but he's going into a Hall of Fame. But that's kind of what it's been all about. How do you keep that in the peripheral? How do you keep that what it's all about uh, with what you want your program to be about? Well, it's, it's multifaceted. You know, we want to we want to develop young men in our program that are going to be successful after college. But in the meantime, we want to develop young men that are going to be successful playing for, for us. Sure, so, yes. And I think those things go hand in hand with one another. Um, we're very systematic and structured, as you well know. In everything we do, and and you know, I'm I'm a firm believer that guys come out of our program, they're better for being in it, and they've got a leg up on the competition at whatever's next in life. Whether it's you know, mentioned first round draft choice, we'll take all those we can get sure. too. But not everybody's in that world. It seems like you guys really have, have emphasized that, and you must be proud of your guys for you know doing more than just college football full the river, right? Yeah, I, you know, I think uh, if you come out of our program, I think you're going to have some work ethic. But uh, a lot of our guys have summer jobs, and, and a lot of them are, you know, pretty heavy labor. Landscaping, Mitch works putting in sprinklers with some of the guys. And, um, you know, they're they're not living some life of leisure. I mean, they, they're up in the morning at, before the sun comes up a lot. And... Uh, you know, we have, we don't even have an afternoon lift group this year because nobody signed up for it. They're, we're raising morning guys in our program, and they get on with their day and they go to work, and then they come back at night and practice. So, um, summers for college football players are not easy. They're pretty busy. They're pretty taxing, and uh, you know, I think championship teams are built in the summertime when the players are taking ownership in it. Last question, just sort of on the the, the wider landscape of, of college football, um, the evolution and, and the phenomenon of transfers. I know that there's always been transfers at, at this level, at every level. This seems like there's just so many more, right? So finding the right ones seem to be uh, the, a high priority when you're talking about coaching in the Big Sky Conference. Well, the way it's evolved now is the ability to transfer willy-nilly repeatedly is uh, – it's an interesting phenomenon. I don't, I don't know that it's good for young people uh, to not have to stick things out. I think that's, you know, all those things we just talked about, having to stick things out and maybe uh, see some some tough times or tough situation through and fight through. You know, we're, we're not doing that as much anymore, I think. Uh, but that's the way it is. So uh, it's part of the landscape. 
I don't know if it's good or if it's bad for us. Probably a little bit of both. It just is. So uh, what I tell uh, my buddies, they ask me about it, and I say, get used to it. It's part of the landscape. If you play it right, though, you can get some pretty good players. I mean, you guys have gotten some pretty good talent uh, when it comes to recruiting guys that are transfers. So how do you guys go about uh, identifying those guys that can be impact-type guys? Well, our our number one priority in the transfer market is what kind of guy are they? Are they going to fit with our team? And film would be the next thing. But, you know, we we do a lot of research on them personality-wise. And it's not necessarily the way we start with high school kids because we feel like we're going to raise them up in our program and develop them but transfers you don't have as much time so they have to be the right kind of guy and fit in with our mentality and, and the guys on our team. Bobby Halk joining us Nuanas Now ESPN Radio coming to you live from the Big Sky kickoff Montana head football coach and uh, Bobby it's so interesting too to think of uh, being here a couple years ago when you were first back at Montana and now sitting here so how much more does the program feel like you want it to be just in terms of that buy-in like you're talking about guys that want to be grizzlies guys that want to practice hard wake up early lift hard all that stuff i mean does it feel different uh, than it did a couple of years ago how much progress have you made in that element well you know everybody's working hard if you look around sure, this room right. all these teams are working hard and in the month before we came back it wasn't like the montana teams weren't giving great effort and totally trying their best but um you know, anytime you you have change in a program, it takes a little time. I mean, you uproot things, and everybody has their way, and that's the way it's got to be. So it takes time to um, get things transformed into into the way you want them. And you know, I feel like it's been a couple of years where we're right back to being the Montana Grizzlies the way I view it and envision it. And again, I'm I'm truly enjoying not just going into this year, but last year and the year before that. I, I've really enjoyed uh, being around our teams. I think we have the right medal. Uh, I think we have the right personality. I think we have the right guys. That they're fun to coach because they, they love ball and they go play. It seems like you're enjoying it. I mean, do you feel it? I mean, do you, do you feel the enjoyment of this? Oh, certainly. I'm having more fun coaching right now than I've ever had in my entire career. Um, I, I'm looking forward to every week. Uh, I love practice. I love being around the guys. I mean, that's just what it is. Now, um, the urgency piece of it, you, you can't produce and win in football without being urgent. Sure. So, you know, there's got to be an edge to the staff, to the team. If you don't have an edge, not edgy enough, probably not going to win to the level we want to win. So we've got we've to maintain that edge. We've got to enjoy it, and, and I do. How has your personal perspective changed from when you first took over at Montana in 2003 till now? I mean, because it's a it's a lot of years for a man, right? I mean, you're a, a whole different type of person from a personal evolution standpoint. So how how's that changed your perspective as a football coach? Well, I mean, you always evolve schematically. Sure. I mean, me being a defensive guy, I mean... We've gone 180 in terms of what we're doing on defense. My brother says that all the time. He says that we never blitzed at all when he was playing for you, and now it's blitz, you know, not blitz, but a lot of pressure, high pressure. I mean, fronts, everything's changed. So so we evolve, and that's what we do. But to me, uh, the competitive nature of it is the same. It's what keeps us all fresh and invigorated, and it's why we're addicts and love the game so much. So... um, the X's and O's scheme change, but the competitive part is what it is, and that's what drives us. 
about half the coaches sitting in this room are either in year one or year two. Uh, there's two first-year guys. What, what, I guess not advice, but what do you think is maybe the most startling thing for a first-year coach? Or I don't know. I, I guess I'm trying to phrase this right. I, what maybe is something that exists in the big sky that maybe they wouldn't expect? Well, I think anytime you go into a league, you try to know the league cold, but you don't really know teams until you've been through the cycle and played everybody. Right. So, you know, it's an advantage to know the teams, know the personnel, and all that. I mean, heck, in your first year, you don't even know your own team very well, let alone <laughs> right. everybody else. So, you know, it's there's a learning curve to that. And, um, I think it's always hard unless you're just better than everybody else, and that helps. The fact that you guys are picked to to win the league, how does that influence, if, if at all, uh, your mentality as a, as a head coach? I don't think it, it affects us at all. Um, but I, I like our team. I feel I feel good about our, our team's ability to win games this fall. And, you know, I think it's, I don't know if it's reassuring or whatever that everybody else kind of feels that way too. So probably aren't missing our guests that we have a chance to have a good team. Last thing for you then, how much are you looking forward to uh, this next couple weeks? Because I know that uh, you love when they hit the ground running, you love fall camp, you love Dorn Blazer feeling the river bowl and all that stuff. So uh, what are you most excited about? And how do you feel going into this uh, this upcoming camp? Well, I do love training camp because for no other reason, we don't have to do anything else. It's football from, from when we get up in the morning till we go to bed at night. And it's nothing but football all day. Through the day, it's advanced level coaching, playing, learning, developing. So um, when you get to spend your 24 hours a day minus the hours you find time to sleep on football, it's a lot of fun if you love ball. Did you know that Bobby Houck likes football? <laughs> love the old ball coach, man. It's actually going to be really funny when Bobby Houck is actually really old and you actually can call him the old ball coach because he is now a grizzled veteran. He's, he, the guy's been in college football now. I mean, for longer than Andrew's been alive, for sure. And uh, he's been the head coach of Montana football, you know, since I was a young man. And I'm here sitting, getting ready to be a middle-aged man sooner than later. So, uh, always fun talking ball uh, with Bobby Houck. Thanks so much to Paradise Falls, the continued support of the ESPN Roundtable. Thanks to Bobby Houck and Brent Vegan for joining us on the ESPN Roundtable. All we've done is talk Big Sky football today. Why wouldn't we just keep it rolling? That's exactly what we'll do right after this. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. That song is a sort of rendition uh, of the old song, Moving On Up, which then was made famous by the Jefferson's television show. And... uh, that's all to say that Sherman Hemsley, who uh, certainly a, a I don't know what I was, he's not a pop culture icon, but he's an iconic in pop culture as, you know, Mr. Jefferson and the Jeffersons, George Jefferson. Uh, he passed away a couple days ago, uh, age 74. So uh, very, very memorable character, very, very memorable, memorable career. And uh, that, Nelly song always reminds me of the Jeffersons. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on a Wednesday. Missed anything in this show? Best and worst case scenarios for the Montana and Montana State football teams, a continued conversation. We also heard from the head coaches of each of those teams, Bobby Houck of Montana, Brent Vegan of Montana State.
And uh, talked about the new number 37, Marcus Wellnell. Grizz linebacker takes the jersey, the legacy jersey from Jace Lewis. So congratulations to Marcus. Find everything from today's show on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by the M Store, the Montana State Bookstore, Sportsbet Montana, as well as uh, the Advocates. Anything else to add to this best and worst case scenarios uh, for the Cats and the Grizz, Andrew? I, I think that as much as there are some question marks, I do think that both these teams, I, I think they've reascended to the place that they quote-unquote rightfully belong because I think they've reached the point where you lose great players and it's okay because you're so solid that you just have a bunch of other guys. And I, I think that's why, like I was saying earlier, I lean toward Montana State's question marks being less glaring because I've seen a lot of the guys that are expected to be the next guys. A lot of the guys that are expected to be the next guys at Montana we haven't seen much of. Some of them are transfers. Some of them have never played in games for the Grizz. Whereas guys like Brody Greeby and um, some of the, you know, Nolan Askelson, those guys are expected to step up for the Cats. But I've seen those guys play in games. So it's a little bit less question mark. But either way, even if we do sort of slice and dice this thing up, we were talking so much in this show about the, the worst case scenarios for these teams. I think the best case scenario for these two teams is that they each have one or zero losses going into the rivalry game. And I actually think that the best case scenario has uh, more likelihood to at least begin to happen than the worst case scenarios do for these two squads. I agree with that. I think the thing about these two teams, and we've sort of danced around it, we talk about it a lot, the defenses, and not just the defenses, but the depth on defense, Right. Gives them such a high floor. A I mean, lot of things they, they, have to go wrong. A lot of injuries have to happen. The, the Cats are going to play 10 defensive linemen. They're going to play four middle linebackers. They're going to play six safeties. They're going to play five corners. That's a lot of dudes. I mean, the Grizz, that's why the, that's where the Grizz are so stacked. For most, for most teams, if they lost a Justin Ford and a Corbin Walker, like they lost both their starting corners, they would just be totally screwed. And the Grizz will have Jaden Dawson and Trevin Gradney and, you know, maybe one of the the, uh, the junior college guys hits too, right? The, the Grizz have an embarrassment versus an inside linebacker. They have so many safeties. You know, again, most teams, if they lost an all-American guy like Robbie Houck, they would be screwed. The, Montana would not be screwed. Robbie Houck's a great player. They have a bunch of other guys ready to roll. So you're right. The depth can sort of help mitigate a lot of the the bad luck or uncontrollable factors that can go into not fulfilling expectations. A lot of things have to go wrong. A lot of guys have to get hurt for those defenses to not be a top-tier FCS defense, I think. And that just gives you so much margin for error to uh, work stuff out on offense if they need to. Or, you know, the flip side of that is just so many things go right and then suddenly all of your studs are playing and you still have a ton of depth behind them. Like, See, I think that... It's so funny, too, because we know how much questions on the offensive line can impact you. We know how much question marks at the specialist spots can impact you. I tend to believe that... Actually, I I truly believe that Tommy Watts can be really good this year. I also truly believe that Lucas Johnson will be, at the very least, good. Serviceable to to adequate. And I, I sort of lean on him being pretty good, if not really good. So then I, I think actually the biggest question mark beyond the offensive line is who's going to catch the ball. I actually think that the receivers are the ones that have the most on them. The Grizz have a ton of guys that could be that guy. The Cats don't have nearly as many guys that were thinking that guy could be the guy, but we, you just never know. That's what's great about college football. But um, 
I, I I would say I'm still up in the air about the offensive line question for both these teams. I'm not that up in the air about the quarterback question. I think they're both going to be pretty good at quarterback. I'll say this. I think both Montana and Montana State are going to be better at quarterback this year than they were last year during the uh, the, the, the grunt of the regular season. That's going to be the question that gets the most airtime, though, oh, yeah. is the quarterback question. For sure. What, what happens when Lucas Johnson comes out and he's, it's just like, whoa. It's funny because Grizz fans are so passionate. They watch in detail. But also, if the quarterback for the Grizz isn't Dave Dickinson, that guy gets killed sometimes. Yep. There's a lot of people that are blowing up my phones on Saturday throwing big-time fits over Cam Humphrey. And I'm like, man, Cam Humphrey's pretty good. Uh, he's pretty solid. He's not, like, terrible. I also was a little bit skewed because I'd seen some of the Montana State quarterbacks in the early Jeff Choate years, and that will scar you for life. We're out of time. I don't even know why I tell you what's coming up next. We're going to keep talking Big Sky Conference football. That's what we do around here. We'll also, though, return to our fun summer series around the Big Sky in women's hoops with Krista Redpath, a Where Are They Now summer series. Elisa Failer, formerly Elisa Smith, Lady Grizz star player, and uh, the wife of former NFL tight end Stephen Failer, a Frenchtown guy who played for the Grizz. She will join us tomorrow. Plus, we'll have more Big Sky football. We'll see you then. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.